0: God is good. And uh, I'm, I've am i got a clever message here, but I'm not sure how much of it I'm going to do. But I just know there's people in this meeting, you've come with needs. And um, I just, as I was praying up the back, I, I know there's, maybe you're here today and it's your first time you've ever been to this church. I know there's one or two people that at least that's the case. Maybe you've only just started to come. And I, I just... I just want to say we're so glad you're here. It's a pretty big, it's a pretty big thing to come to a church for the first time. It's, it's out there. First time I ever went to a church like this. I grew up in a, in a really traditional church that I went to with my mum and dad as a youngster growing up. And when I was 23 years of age in 1990, I went to a church like this, and it was like, what is this? Uh, it was, it was. My head was spinning. <laughs> but you know. It was in that church that God changed my life. And if you're here, if you're here and you've just started to come along, I want to encourage you. If you can just hang in there, God will change your life. This is a place where people meet God. This is on this altar here, out there in that coffee room in the cafe, around the food tables all over the place, in the children's ministry and the youth upstairs, this is a place where people have an exchange. And God's goodness, I don't know how this works, but I just know it works. God's goodness gets on the inside of you and it changes you, it sets you free. We're in a series about faith here today. And the reason why all this stuff works is because it's written in the Bible, in the Word. It's God's Word. There's two types of God's Word. There's His written Word, His holy written Word as we would call it. If you buy a Bible in a bookshop, in the Kurong or wherever, you look on the cover and it'll say, Holy Bible. It's God's written word. And then there's the living word, which is exactly the same as the written word, except the living word is Jesus himself, the bread that came down from heaven. Just like you and I, an ordinary man, but yet he was fully God and fully man in the flesh, And he was the word of God, not just sent from heaven in a book where it was recorded with just pure accuracy, but he was sent as a person. And that person called Jesus died for our sins, for the sins of all mankind. And that same person called Jesus took all those sins in his body. How do I know this? The word tells me this. It says in 1 Peter 2.24, who himself, bore our sin in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live. Should live. Should live. Sometimes life doesn't feel like you want to live, but I'm telling you, when you, when you begin a journey that embraces Jesus, you begin to discover what living really is. It should not perish, but should live. And then it goes on to say, "By His stripes, you were healed." I'm going to call Brendan. Would you come up here? Have we got a cordless microphone I can just have? Come up here on the stage, my friend. This is Brendan. Everybody, say g'day, Brendan. G'day. (laughs) Brendan came to Silverwater Church was for the first time. Yeah, first time. A couple of months ago, on a night
1: service. No, no, it was day. Day service. Well, no, was night. No, it was night. It was yeah. night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm just playing. I'm playing. It's
0: all right. <laughs> That's all right. And just, just tell the people what happened to you when you came to that service. How was it when you first walked in here? What'd you think?
1: Oh, what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> 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 Nervous. Just look out to the people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, about beginning of the year, I um, hurt myself at work, um, lifting real heavy things. Yeah, and. Um, I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> as you're you can right. You're hear. doing good. Um, doing good. Yes, yeah, so so I you had hurt
0: yourself, and you actually had to take time off work. I'm still you? off work currently.
1: Said, wow. Yes, wow. I had two bulging discs um, in my left side. Uh, one of them was pinching a nerve really bad, so I had sciatic pain down basically my whole leg. Wow. And um, my partner, we drove past you. Yes. Oh, I don't want to cry.
0: No, you're all right. It's a bit like that. I've been struggling too. It's okay. <laughs>
1: Basically, yeah, I come here and I met Brett and um it changed my life. Honestly. So what happened?
0: We just prayed, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah,
1: then you said go go run. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> go run. You can bend over, you'll be fine.
0: And, uh, and it's I just gone.
1: Burst into tears and I just honestly I can't believe it. Wow. Still. It's and it, so it's still gone. It's gone.
0: Come on, is it's that gone. amazing? That's like two months ago. So when are you going back to work? <laughs>
1: okay, so you're just,
0: what, you? I'm
1: in the process of waiting. Yeah, yeah, you've got Insurance to go through the system. That's and yes, amazing, is it? Can we
0: give God some glory? Yeah. Give this man a big hand. Praise the Lord. Well done. Good on you, Brendan. Come on, give it up for him. Don't we serve an amazing God? And, like, I don't, I really don't know how this works, to be honest. All I know is that when you put faith in Jesus, it works it doesn't necessarily work instantly and it doesn't always work in the way that you might imagine it would or in in the order that you might have in your mind but all it takes is like a a small step from us and and Jesus takes a big step really he only needs he just needs an invitation see faith faith has to come from us but there is a source of faith if people there's some people here who've got pain in your bodies i'm going to pray for you i want you to come and sit in those front seats over there just begin to make your way over there we're going to i'm going to pray for some people here this morning tonight we're going to take the lid off the meeting tonight we're going to linger we're going to go beyond the meeting or close but we're going to stay back and we're just going to pray for the sick so Tonight's really going to be open for that. But if you've if you got prayer, I know there's one or two people here as well who you've got, you got a real emotional kind of things going on in your life. Um, if you want to go and sit over there, I'll get to you as well. Praise God. Faith, the Bible says in Romans 10 and verse 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. By that written, holy written Word of God. Because remember that holy written word of God represents Christ perfectly. And I grew up in a church that, that kind of read from the Bible and all of that, but the Holy Spirit wasn't there. Not like he is here this morning. There wasn't that, I guess that understanding, there wasn't that sensitivity, there wasn't that desire to have the Holy Spirit in that old church that I went to growing up as a child. And then when I came to a church like this, the Holy Spirit was everywhere. And and the Word, that holy written Word, turned into the living Word. When the man started to speak about the Word of God, that same Word of God became alive on the inside of me. And Jesus talked about the Word. He said, the man who preaches the Word... Is like a sower sowing seeds. Now you can you can get the smallest, tiniest little seed, but who knows that that seed could turn into the hugest, hugest, hugest tree? Why? Because there's there's power. There's scientists can't work it out. People don't understand how that little seed becomes a tree. But there's power locked up in that seed because God created it. The Word of God is just like that seed. There is power locked up in the Word of God and all you have to do and all I have to do is take a little step towards Jesus. And the Word of God will come on the inside of you and it will spring into life. I don't know how that seed works and I can't tell you how that unfolds in a human heart but I just know it does. I know that when you plant a seed in the garden I know it grows it's the same as the word of God we're at a meeting in um, in country New South Wales actually in in a place called Narandra. it was this lovely old church they it was a um, it was originally a, a picture theater and they've totally these people they've been there for about 20 years they totally restored this picture theater the church bought it they own it it's the most grandest building in the whole town and um we had this combined church thing going on out there. 25 people got saved in a weekend in Narendra. It was totally awesome. But this one little boy, there'll be a picture of him come up here shortly. This one little boy came to the front and he was, he was virtually deaf. If you didn't stand in front of him, if you didn't speak right, like right into his face, if you're standing behind him or off to the side, he couldn't hear you. He had very little hearing. And I didn't know he came to the front, a terrific young boy, just a godly young boy. I said, "What's wrong?" and he said, he said, "My ears don't work properly. I can hardly hear." And I said, "Well, let's pray. Let's believe. Let's stretch out our faith and believe for this young boy." So I laid my hands on his ears, and I simply said what the Bible says to say. I said, "In the name of Of Jesus of Nazareth. You see, Peter and John were in the Bible. They went up to the temple gate called Beautiful on their way up at the time of prayer, and there's a leper laying on the ground there, and the leper was wanting to get some money from them. And Peter looked straight at him, and John did as well. And Peter said, We don't have any money with us right now, but what we do have we'll give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the Bible says that instantly the man's legs and ankles got strong and he stood to his feet and he started jumping around and praising God. Australians don't tend to do that. They don't jump around and praise God, but they still get healed. Sometimes they cry and <laughs> all kinds of things. I was in a meeting in that same town. We had a men's breakfast and this one guy came to the front. And he a real sort of stodgy, stiff kind of, you know, negative if you like kind of a guy and I thought oh this is going to be interesting he had this really sore back, I prayed for him I said go for a walk and he had this real straight face you know, not really much faith going on and I said bend down and touch your toes <laughs> and he bent down and he goes, I won't say what he said He, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> and it goes right across the whole crowd and everybody roared laughing, that is the best response to a healing I've ever had I reckon it's just amazing Anyway, this young boy came to, comes to the front and I said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I command these ears to open right now. You see, the Bible also says in Mark 11:23, 23, have faith in God for assuredly, this was Jesus talking in the Bible, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. So I said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I command these hearing to open right now, set him free, set him free, Holy Spirit, I release your healing power right now. I did that the first time and I said, what's happening? He said, I'm not sure, can't tell. So I prayed a second time, exactly the same thing. And then I walked across here he was standing there I walked across here and I went like this I said don't look I said can you hear that and he goes yes and his grandma brought him to that meeting his family don't go to church his grandma brought him and she said he could never normally hear that and I said can you hear this don't look and he goes no I said can you hear that he says yes so then I walked right across all the way across on this big wide picture theater, right across to the other side. And I went like that. I said, can you hear that? And he said, yes. I said, what about that? He said, no. What about that? Yes. I walked right across the opposite side and did the same thing. And his ears were opened in Jesus' name. Amen. And then off the back of that meeting, the, there was, um, he comes to the front. Have we got the next picture there. He comes to the front and and him, along, along with about 15 other people, got filled with the Holy Spirit. This young boy received the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues, along with all those other people as God ministered to him. I've actually got a video, but I don't use it because he's an under 18 young guy just for privacy and all that. But God is good. God is good. God is good. How does faith work? Bible says the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any, than any double-edged sword. Penetrates even to divide our soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of our hearts. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of whom we all must give an account. The Word of God is more sharper than anything else. Faith doesn't work when we ascribe that to other things. The Word of God has to be the sharpest knife in the drawer. If we we rely on other things and have the Word of God somewhere down the list, it's not gonna work. God's either God or He's not. And his word is his word. For example, if if I if I said to you, look, I have it on on good authority that um, C3 Silverwater, we're going to sell this building, and we're going to buy a big tent and we're going to put it up on the outside, outskirts of town. We're just having a different style of, you know, it's just a different vision that we're going. You'd say, you what? Nah, that can't be right. You wouldn't believe it nor should you. <laughs> but if I said, Pastor Phil Pringle told me that we're gonna sell this church and get a tent and blah, blah, blah. You'd go, oh, wow. But if I had a letter, a written letter from Pastor Phil Pringle that said something along those lines, you would believe it straight away. Why? Because it was a written document coming straight from the the boss of the enterprise or whatever it might be. Now that's not gonna happen. Trust me. I wanted to make it silly so no one would believe it. God's the same, He's got His written word. Now, how do you get the how do you get faith on the inside of you? The way you get faith on the inside of you, this is I need to teach you this. It's so this is gonna help so many people. The way you get the word. The way you get faith on the inside of you, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, that word is alive, it's sharper than any other sword, it's the best there is. The way you get it is you get that word on the inside of you. And the way you and I, it's the same for everyone, the way we get the word of God on the inside of us, the Bible calls it meditating, meditating on the word. That means listening to it or reading it over and over and over again. Not like the way you might read a novel or a book. You can read it that way as well. It does have some benefit when you do read it like that. But for the purposes of today, the way you build up faith is not when you carry your Bible under your arm like this. You could take your Bible everywhere you go. You could take it on the bus. You could take it to work. You could take it to the footy. You could take it to church. You could take it to breakfast. Wouldn't make any difference to your faith because it's it's the written word. When the written word turns into the living word, that's when it becomes powerful. And the way the written word turns into the living word is when it gets out of this book and gets into your heart. The word of God then it says is alive and active It's sharper than any, come on, it's not like that in here. How do I know? Because we live in a society that's got more of these things on the shelves. I've got like 30 of these in this iPad. I've got the same number in my phone. I've got one of these on CD in my work truck. I've got Bibles coming out my ears. Society has never had so many Bibles. The Western world has never, never, ever in the history of mankind had so many copies of the Scriptures. But yet the mankind in this country, at least these days, has never been so deficient of the word, the living word. When you get the living word on the inside of you, you know what's right and wrong. You know what's moral and you know what's immoral. You know what God requires. You know what's good and what's evil. You don't have to do all these other weird things. You just know. And not only do you know, but you have the power to live that way. That's what happened to me when I went to that church. I found I had the power to live right. It was amazing. And so the Bible says in Psalm 1, Psalm 1, the first Psalm, it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And then it goes on, it says, not so the wicked, they're like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way, watches over the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked will perish. See, God's only gonna watch over the people who who surrender their lives to him, who reach out towards him. He can't he can't really help someone who doesn't want to be helped, because then he would just be, be enforcing himself onto a person against their free will, and he will never do that. Why? Because he's loving. He would he wants them to come to him so he can come to them so they can get together and sort things out. He actually says in one of the scriptures, he said, come, let's consider. Let's consider this together. Though your sins be as scarlet or as high as a mountain or as stained as you like, let's consider this. Though though your life might have gone the wrong way, I will make it whiter than snow. I will purge you of all that you've done wrong let's make an arrangement he says let's get together and do that and that's the greatest thing that anybody can ever do is reach out to him just with that faith that says jesus i need you to help me i want you in my life i want to do this exchange like it said in that 1 peter verse god made it says in another sorry in um, 1 corinthians 5 verse 17 it says god made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we could become the righteousness of God. You know, faith gets rid of your guilt. Faith can get rid of the the swirling feeling that you might have on the inside, the regret, the looking back over your shoulder or the fear of the future. Faith will stop all of those things because by faith, we just choose to believe that all of our sin was poured into Jesus when He went on the cross. But not only that, that's only half the story, praise God. All of His righteousness was poured back into you and I. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. I've actually made a CD, which is full, it's got 45 healing scriptures on it. And it's designed that you can put this in your computer and then dump it across into your device, into your phone or whatever you use and you can select any one of those scriptures or the whole lot to go continuously from one to the next or you can just select one of them and put it on repeat and it's playing to soft music like this and I'm reading the scripture over the music and you can listen to that a thousand times and as you listen to that, This is what happens because it's alive and it's got power and you've got faith because you're reaching out to God. That word just begins to go deep down on the inside of you. One of my greatest desires for the rest of my life, one of my highest goals that I've got set, if ever I run out of things to do, this is what I will do nonstop, is get the word of God and keep building it and building it and listening to it and putting it in more and more and more and more to the point where i don't even need to carry one of these and i don't know whether i'll ever not carry one of these but you know what i'm saying why because i'll have it in here it says in psalm 112 it says blessed is the man who fears the lord who finds great delight in his commands his children will be mighty in the land the generation of the upright will be blessed wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness Endures forever, even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for the gracious and compassionate and righteous men. Good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely, he will never be shaken. The word of God just washes over you. Surely, he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever, he will have no fear of bad news. I love that scripture. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. And it goes on. I could quote the rest, but I won't. You know, I don't know what the future holds for any of us. And we live in a world that has got has some dark moments and life takes its twists and turns. It's not predictable. But I do know this, no matter what comes my way, I don't have to worry. I know that I'm gonna stand strong. Jesus told a story about two builders. One of them built his house on the, on the beach on the sand and the other one built his house upon a rock foundation. And the Bible says that the, when the winds and the floods came and the guys whose house was built on the beach, it just got washed away and was a terrible situation. But the guy who built his house on the rock, he was solid. He didn't have to worry. Sure, the winds came, things happened, stuff goes down, but he was secure. That word of God, is like an oak, like a tree planted on the inside. It'll just hold you in such good stead. The scripture says, I'll just finish with this. It says, when, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The way you enter into this life, the way you connect up with God, is simply by turning to the Lord. I'm just going to ask everyone to bow our heads right now.